This is the Action Network Podcast. On the way, and it is good. The 22nd edition of the FIFA World Cup, 233 days away. While competition in Qatar doesn't kick off until the wintertime, there is still plenty to discuss. We react to today's World Cup draw. The 32 participating nations now set into eight groups of four. Joined by the Action Network's BJ Cunningham and Michael Leboff. I am Brendan Glasheen. Welcome to the Action Network's World Cup draw betting breakdown. We're going to discuss and dissect group by group, weigh in on Team USA. Of course, player past the red, white, and blue this upcoming winter. Plus, BJ and Mike, they'll make their favorite bets for the Cup to win the Cup. And then we'll each give our long shot bets for the World Cup, which again starts at the end of November into December we will have a champion. That's all coming up on this show. So we look forward to having you with us on YouTube, also on the TAM podcast. So fellas, with the odds now out, whatever book you may please to find odds. And of course, we encourage you to go find the best odds possible when betting the World Cup and looking at this uh, this current draw with all the groups now organized. BJ, we'll start with you. What's a bet you want to make right away, right now? You just can't let it go away. Well, Senegal has already dropped from 100 to 1 to 50 to 1. That would have been my bet, but they've gotten a little too short. So I love Serbia at 80 to 1. They're in a pretty favorable group with Brazil, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Switzerland, a team I'm not really high on. I don't think it really has the talent to compete in this group. This Serbian team, we haven't seen at a, national, a major competition in a long time, but boy, do they have a lot of talent, especially up front with Dusan Blahovic, the Juventus striker, Alexander Mitrovic, who's been playing for Fulham for quite a long time. And Luka Jovic, who also plays for Real Madrid. They have talented wingers like Dusan Tadic, who plays for Ajax. Philippe Kostic, who plays for Eintracht Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. And then they have potentially one of the best central midfielders that I don't think many people have heard of, Sergei Milikovic-Savic, who plays for, for Lazio in Serie A. He is a vital, vital part of their team and really connects up to, the, to those attackers. They're probably not going to beat Brazil, but I'm definitely going to have them as pretty good favorites over Switzerland and definitely favorites over Cameroon. And then... If they finish second in this group, which most likely they will, they'll get a rematch with Portugal, a team that they beat on the final day of their qualifying group to actually win and get through to the FIFA World Cup. So at 80 to 1 with a team with this much talent, I think Serbia is the bet you have to make right away because there's, I don't think that it's going to stay very long at 80 to 1. Leboff, what's a bet you want to make right now based on the current odds after today's World Cup reveal? Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. 250 to 1 on Canada. Right now is a gift. When you're betting these tournaments, you're basically betting the path. You're betting the draw, right? That's why it's so important to, to get down right away. And you couldn't have scripted this better for Canada. They're, they're in uh, Group F with an overrated Belgium side, a Croatia team that's very old, and Morocco, who, look, it's, it's basically a coin flip between Canada and Morocco as the biggest long shot in this group. But I think Canada, look, th- this team has built a, a an ethos around it they they've come together they were very very impressive in CONCACAF qualifying so I don't think this number is going to hang around much longer 250 to one and as you get closer and closer I think there's gonna be a lot of hype around the Maple Leafs like you want to get down on this team now join the fun and look they have one of the best national anthems in the entire draw it's going to be electric when they're singing oh Canada in Qatar so Get down on these Reds now. I think I like them in, in any derivative, right? You want to bet them to win the World Cup, to get out of the group, or maybe to even win Group F, because I think Belgium, they are a paper tiger going into 2022. 
So based on that handicap, you are hoping Canada just gets off to a really fast start right after the anthem. They take the field and they are just dialed in from the very start. I like it. Very good. So as we mentioned off the top of the show, we are going to go group by group and break it all down. All the odds uh, are out there for each of these nations to win the World Cup. But now we're more curious about which teams or which team, I should say, comes out of each group. So, for example, we'll start in Group A, Qatar, the hosting nation, of course. Then you have the Netherlands, Senegal, BJ mentioned them, and then Ecuador at 150 to 1, second longest behind the host country in Qatar in this group. So we'll start with Group A. Gentlemen, we'll start with BJ. I would imagine you're picking Senegal to come out of Group A, BJ, based on your wisdom at the top of the show. Absolutely. I mean, Senegal is the best team in Africa. They show that they won Africa Cup of Nations. They got by Egypt in the final qualifying playoff. It's a team with a ton of talent. You know, Sadio Mane plays for Liverpool, one of the best wingers in the world. They have solid midfielders like Idrissa Ganagé, who plays for PSG. They have one of the best center backs in the entire world that not a lot of people have known of in Koubali, who plays for Napoli. And then one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League, Edouard Mendy. It's a team with a lot a lot of talent, and they've shown it throughout the latest competitions. And more importantly, when you're going to these type of competitions, it's a team that's been playing together quite a bit. They had you know, six matches at Africa Cup of Nations and then two playoff qualifying matches. So they've had a lot of experience playing with each other. They're, I'm guessing my prediction is they will get through this group, but they're probably going to finish in second behind the Netherlands, a team that has just loads and loads of talent. Did obviously got knocked out in the round of 16 at the Euros because of a red card against the Czech Republic, but they didn't have Virgil van Dijk, their best center back during that tournament. So that's a team that's going to be very dangerous and it's probably going to end up winning this group. And that's why you see them as minus 160 favorites. So my pick is Netherlands and uh, Senegal to basically cruise through this group because I don't think Qatar or Ecuador really have the talent to compete with these two squads. Leibov, out of group A, who do you like? Yeah, a slight disagreement with BJ here because I, I like Ecuador. I think this is a, a team full of young talent. And I think because so many people are going to be talking about Senegal and Netherlands, we're going to see these odds on Ecuador kind of creep through and they should stay around where they are. They're 150 to one right now, but this is a team that was pretty impressive in, in a marathon qualifying in Conmobile, like South Africa, South American qualifying is brutal. And they got through, they have uh, young players like Piero Hincapi who plays for Leverkusen, Estepinian and Valencia, Sofuentes, who, who's a good center central midfielder for LAFC. Uh, and like BJ said, this is a team that has played together for a little bit now and they're young and they're coming up together. So a little bit like Canada, right? This is a team that has good team spirit. And I think that with everybody paying attention so much to Senegal and Netherlands, rightfully so we could see Ecuador who play Qatar first, which is key because if they can get those three points and then you have Netherlands and Senegal battling out they're in, they're in the driver's seat for the group. So I actually don't mind Ecuador across all markets here. If they can, if they can get by Qatar, then they're in the driver's seat for a group and, I mean, BJ and I talked about Netherlands before, before the draw saying like, look, we both like this team. They were 16 to one before the draw, they shortened to 10 to one. And they're going to keep, I think they're going to keep shortening down to single digits because of this uh, great draw, but it's a good draw for the two long shots too in Senegal and Ecuador. Do either of you give the host country any bit of a chance in group action? I mean, I, I got to ask, right? It's, it's Qatar here, group A, they're the host country. So of course they're in group A. Let's give the host country a little bit of love in terms of our attention any chance here, BJ, for the host country to make some noise? I don't think so. I mean, they obviously they played in the Gold Cup uh, this summer against you know the United States, and they actually probably should have beat them in the semifinals. But it's a team that really hasn't been playing much together. They haven't really been tested. They did the first round 
uh, of World Cup qualifying, even though they were already going through as the host nation. And they dominated a bunch of smaller sides across Asia. But no, there's just not enough talent. Too many guys that aren't playing in some of the top leagues around the world. Most of them are playing around the Middle East. So it's a team that once they get to the World Cup and they have to face a team that has the talent, like the Netherlands or Senegal, it's going to be a massive step up in competition. So I don't really give the host nation that much of a chance here to get through Group A. Leboff, did you study the Qatar national anthem before today's show? Or no, I've been trying to stay out of the the Qatari like geopolitical stuff as best I can. And and okay. but they have they they do have a chance because they would want Ecuador in the first match too, right? Like you can say just looking at the odds, it's Ecuador should be favored, but it's on Qatari soil, so they have home home field advantage here. So they got the best draw possible as well. And look, this is FIFA. We saw what happened in two thousand two with with South Korea. Like you can never ever count out some some shenanigans happening. So do they have a chance? Yeah. But um, I would much rather be putting my money down on, on Senegal or, or Ecuador to be the shotgun rider with uh, Netherlands. On to group B England, the United States, which we'll get more on the United States later in the show. Some more in-depth discussion on the red, white, and blue Iran and Wales, as well as Ukraine and Scotland uh, are some teams that we will discuss here in group B but of some of these teams, England and Iran are the two teams that jump out. Iran at 350 to one. England's at plus 600. Uh, the United States at 100 to one. So, of course, England is the team to beat in this group. BJ, is England your pick out of Group B? Yes, England is by far and away the best group. I have them rated as number one uh, in my power rankings, just the edge above Spain. England. I believe is going to win the world cup because they have the most, not only the most talent, but the most depth of talent in this entire tournament. I mean, you have obviously Harry Kane up top, but he has capable strikers behind him. I mean, the plethora of attacking midfielders that Gareth Southgate has to deploy. And we saw it at the euros. It's just mind numbing to some of these other teams who are barely scraping together a couple of you guys. And they're solid at the back. They have two really, really good defensive midfielders and Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. It's, Honestly, I think the best team in the world, and I think they should cruise through this. We'll see how they do against the United States. I have them as a minus 225 favorite against the United States, and they'll be favored by more over any other team in this group. So, uh, yeah, it's England should cruise through Group B. Latest FIFA rankings on Goal.com. England is your number five team in the world. How about you, Leboff? You taking England as well, or is there a dark horse pick out of Group B? I mean, I would say that if there is a dark horse group are picking group B it's going to be USA or if Wales gets through I think those are the only two teams out of the possible uh group of five that are are left to to challenge them but with England like they're the best team in the group by eons but it comes down to what it always comes down to with England which is can they handle the pressure they're going to be playing in a group with either possibly either Wales or Scotland and the United States so it's going to be a, a weird kind of narrative street for them to walk down but on talent alone like they should be able to cruise through especially with their first group uh, match being against Iran. Number four ranked team in the world, Argentina, just a smidge ahead of England. Argentina is your favorite in group C in terms of favorites to win the cup at plus 750. I'm looking at DraftKings right now in terms of my odds. These guys are looking at plenty of books, getting you ready for the World Cup. Again, we are breaking down each group. We will have more thoughts on Team USA, favorite bets, as well as dark horse bets from BJ and Leboff as the show rolls on the World Cup draw. So Group C includes Argentina, as I mentioned, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. BJ. This is uh, clearly one of the easiest draws for one of the, the pot one teams. Argentina should just breeze right through this. That was a good place, Saudi Arabia, in the first match. That's a team I will be betting 
not only to finish last in this group, but to have, be the lowest scoring team of the entire tournament, one of the more overrated teams throughout the entire world. But, you know, Mexico obviously struggled a little bit in CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifying. I, I think, you know, the two performances against the United States and against Canada were really eye-opening. They obviously took care of business against all the other sides. And then Poland, well, it's Robert Lewandowski or nothing, as usual. So Lionel Messi and company, they haven't lost since 2019. So they're on a really long unbeaten streak. They've been really good. They obviously won Copa America this summer in South America. So Argentina should cruise through this group. Um, and I, as far as a second place finisher, it's really a coin flip between Mexico and Poland. How about you, Lee Buff? Yeah, I mean, Argentina, they were 12 to 1 uh, before the draw. So they've already shortened almost in half. So it tells you that we got, went from a lukewarm favorite to a contender just based on this draw with, with a struggling Mexico side. Like BJ said, a kind of a one trick pol- uh, pon- pony with Poland. And Saudi Arabia is going to be one of the biggest long shots in the group, uh, in the whole field, I should say. I don't mind if you take a shot on like, if you want to get frisky and like take a shot on Saudi Arabia, just to qualify, if they get lucky, maybe earn a draw in that first match. And th- th- these tournaments are all chaos, right? There's always going to be a surprise package that makes it to the round of 16. And this group with Poland and Mexico uh, being th- in the form that they are and, and with their talent uh, kind of aging out, it's not a crazy, crazy thing. Would, it, would I suggest it as like a lock? Absolutely not. But yeah, it, it does seem pretty straightforward here for Argentina. Great to have you all joining us on YouTube Live. We are also on the TAM podcast, so we are keeping eyes out for our folks that are watching live on YouTube. So apologies if uh, you're catching up on the podcast and we are talking to our live audience as well. We move on to Group D, BJ. France is your favorite here at plus 650. Yeah, and they and rightfully should be. I mean, this French team, they obviously are the defending World Cup champions, but we saw some cracks in the Euros. They had really good performance. They were in the group of death with Germany and Portugal. They got through, they won that group and they lose an extra time to a Switzerland team that they were way better than. So the team was obviously a ton of talent. They have the best player in the entire tournament Gillian Mbappe. And it's a team. I think they really should easily get through this group. The match against Denmark is going to be very interesting. The Danes are a really, really good team made it all the way to the semis of the euros and bring back pretty much that entire squad for this world cup. As far as this group is concerned, I mean, it should be Denmark, France one, two, you could take a shot at Denmark to win this group because I think they are live against France when they play them. But the other two teams, Tunisia, I mean, I barely have them ranked inside the top 10 in Africa and then the intercontinental playoff between um, Asia and South America. I mean, it's Peru, who's a very overrated team and then Australia or United Arab Emirates, two teams that I don't even have ranked inside the top 50. So it should be a cruise for France and Denmark. But if you want to take a shot, I think Denmark is pretty live potentially win this group, but France and Denmark are definitely going through Denmark 25 to one to win the cup in 2022. France, your number three ranked team, according to gold.com. Leboff, what about you? You're you taking the cheese on, uh, on Denmark or is uh, France coming out of group D? Yeah, I'm in agreement with BJ. I think if you want to take a shot with, with Denmark to win the group, go right ahead. They're going to be incredibly, incredibly trendy, just like they were before the Euros. They shortened from like 40 to one all the way down to uh, in the mid twenties. And they, showed betters why right like they went on a semi-final run they were plucky they they just got uh they, they played well against england they lost an extra time so they gave betters full value for their money at long odds and guess what they're going to go right back to the danes uh once again for the world cup peru is interesting just because they were really trendy before 2018 a lot of people 
like them at like six to one to win their group. They, they were uh, an upstart team that just never really got it together. So I'm interested just to see the market movement on Peru. If they are uh, the team that does qualify into this group through that playoff. But uh, other than that, yeah, pretty straightforward here, France and Denmark um, in what should be a coast coast for the, both of them. Four groups down, four groups to go. Once again, if you're joining us on the TAM podcast, we also have you on YouTube. You can, of course, watch the archived episode on our Action Network YouTube channel. Brendan Glasheen with BJ Cunningham and Michael Leboff here to break down the World Cup draw. All 32 teams have now been organized into eight groups of four. We're going group by group. We'll have thoughts, more specific thoughts on Team USA later in the show. Player past the red, white, and blue, and we will also get favorite bets, best bets from Leboff and Cunningham, as well as their favorite long shot when the show concludes. So let's go to group E. Spain is ranked inside the top 10, number 17 as of today, according to gold.com. And Spain is at plus 750 to win the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar. BJ, thoughts on Spain or is there another team here in the group that stands out to you? I mean, the, the clear two teams that I think everybody's going to think are go through are Spain and Germany. But I think the Japanese team is is kind of live to potentially qualify here. They have some talent. You know, Liverpool's uh, Minamino. They have Arsenal's Tomiyasu. They have a really young, fun striker who's owned by Real Madrid, but is on loan in Mallorca and take, uh, take Fuso Kubo. Japanese team was by far the best offense throughout Asian qualifying over 40 expected goals in around and just under 20 matches. So it's a team that I think can give the Germans some trouble in, in that first match. And I think that is a larger point is that I think Germany is a little bit vulnerable to potentially not get through here. We saw it at the Euros. They were in the group of death. They needed some late heroics to actually get through and actually beat Hungary to get through in the third place. They uh, have struggled a little bit throughout qualifying. They lost to North Macedonia, but ever since the Euros, they've won every single match against lower competition. The problem with Germany is I don't know what they're going to do in defense. And it was a real problem in the group of death because if they're really going to go with a back line of Rudiger, Hummels, and Matthias Ginter that got thrashed by both Portugal and France and even Hungary, it, it, they really are live to potentially miss out on this. But Spain... Look out for them to potentially win it. I mean, they're one of the favorites, obviously, to win it all. I have them ranked as the second best team in the world. A lot of fun, young talent on that team. Just not a team that you would look at and you'd say, all right, here's the one star player for them, but just so much good talent. I, I put them in the same class as England of a team that has just talent around the field, but also depth. And that's very key in this tournament because we'll talk about it a little more, but we're playing this in the middle of November. There's going to be three months of club soccer going on before that. So injuries can definitely happen and basically take out some of these teams from the tournament who are very reliant on one-star players. So teams like England, Brazil, and Spain, they should be the overwhelming favorites given the depth of talent that they have in those squads. You know, we're 233 days from the competition in Qatar, so still a long ways to go. So Leboff mentioned, and, and BJ kind of hinted at this with Germany, so Spain is tied for the fourth longest odds to win the World Cup this year at plus 750. Then you've got Germany, the number 12th ranked team in the world and they're at 10 to one. How do you feel about Germany making any noise here or someone else in, in group B? Yeah, this is, this is the never say never group. And Germany was in that same group in the last world cup when they played against Sweden, Mexico, and Korea, and they finished last. So th that's what people always forget about these tournaments is it's just going to be chaos. There's a lot of variance. It's really data for international soccer is so noisy. You can't really depend on, on like the long-term predictive metrics that we rely on when we handicap the premier league and the other major leagues in, uh, in Europe. 
So with this, it's, it does behoove people to kind of think uh, from the you know pitch backwards, how can this team not get through? And there are some paths, I think, for Germany. This is a new manager. They, like BJ said, they did struggle under, uh, under Yogi Lowe in his last couple of years um, in, in charge of Dimanschaft. And I think he made a great point about Spain, which is they've kind of become what Germany was when they were dominant in the early part of the 2000s and into the, uh, this last decade that just passed where they were just a machine because this is a team that grew up together, played together. And the sum of its parts were, were much greater than, you know, the individuals. And now Spain is kind of like that with Pedri and, and Javi in the middle. Like these are uh, incredible up and coming talents. So look, Spain plus 750 in this world cup, I'm pretty sure they're going to be the favorite in 2026, which I know is a long way from now, but this team is just going to get better and better and better. So it's, even though it's a short number plus 750 in a tournament that it could have chaos, uh, I, I don't hate it. And I think that they should get through here uh, without a problem. Whereas Germany might have a, a little bit of a slug here. Let's go to group F and leave off. I want to go right back to you because there's Canada. Once again, the uh, fourth, the fourth favorite in this group at two fifty to one, as you talked about off the top, that was now there's, I guess there's a little bit of a difference. That's a bet you want to make now, as opposed to the long shot that you'll pick later in the show. But Belgium's the favorite in terms of winning the world cup, but likely of course, based on those odds, the favorite to come out of group F. So, so Belgium, you're, you're, t- you're saying that off the top of the show, so you're ma- basically making the point that Belgium is no sure thing. Yeah. I think that, you know, this, this Belgium team, they, they sure do have a lot of talent, but we've seen this group in, in so many tournaments already, and they're now aging out of their prime and their manager, Roberto Martinez, he's, he's a romantic and we love him for that, but he's not, Set, he doesn't set his team up in uh, pragmatic ways sometimes when they need to be. Go back to the last World Cup. They had to come back from 2-0 down against Japan in the round of 16 just to qualify for the quarterfinals. Everyone's going to think, oh, they, they made a nice run uh, in the last World Cup, and they got to the knockout stages and, and made some noise again in the Euros. But this team is, is heavily flawed. And sure, they have a high ceiling, but their floor, I mean, I could see them absolutely uh, capitulating in a group with Croatia who, yeah, they're older, but Luka Modric is a, is a match winner on his own. And they still have talented players in the, in the middle of the park that can really just dictate a game uh, and on any given night. And then, you know, I, like I said, Canada, this is a team that I think is, is going to be plucky and they're going to be a surprise package. And the reason I like them, as I said, off the jump is because I think I don't see these num- this number in Canada going anywhere, but down. Um, and I could see it, you know, ending up around 100 to one as we get into the tournament, because this is a very favorable draw for them. I like I think Belgium still gets through, but I like Canada to be the team that rides with them into the round of 16. Gold.com ranks Belgium, BJ, the number two team in the world and Belgium's at 12 to one to win the World Cup. How do you look at Group F, your breakdown? I think Group F is the most up for grabs group of any of the groups okay. in the whole World Cup. So if you want to take a ch- chance on Canada or Morocco to win this group, I think they're absolutely live. I might call it the nail on the head. The golden generation is over for Belgium. They just really don't have the talent, and especially in defense, because I don't really know what they're going to do. Are they really going to go with another pairing of Jonathan Denier and Jan Vertonghen, who's like 36 now? I mean, they just really don't have talent in defense. Up top, obviously, Romelu Lukaku, he's been out of favor at Chelsea. Eden Hazard is way past his prime. He keeps getting injured. They obviously have a good midfield with Yuri Tillemans and Kevin De Bruyne, but they're, they're not the number two team in the world anymore. I mean, I have them ranked as, as ninth. So they are by far the most vulnerable team of anybody out of pot one, obviously outside of Qatar. But Canada and Morocco, I think, are very, very live to potentially get through here. Croatia, very similar to Belgium. They're getting past their golden generation. Uh, they don't really have the talent per se. They're, they used to be this type of team where you look at the top teams in the world 
And the very next tier down, it was Croatia. Well, now it's Denmark. So Croatia is really starting to fall off. They did make it through, you know, the Euros to the round of 16 and took Spain to extra time, but it's a team that's just too old and just really lacking the, the type of talent to make noise in this World Cup. So, you know, I think a bet on both Morocco and Canada to, to qualify and get through to the next round, I think is, is has a ton of value. The Moroccan team, I'll talk about them later, but I'm just in love with this team. And I really think that they have the talent to get through this group and potentially even win it. And Croatia was the great story four years ago in 2018, reaching the final. We go to Group G, the favorite to win the World Cup in 2022, Brazil at plus 450. BJ, back to you, Brazil. Uh, yeah, they should. I mean, they should be the more in depth here. Of course, I think I think you're going to say they're going to come out of the group, but Brazil's chances here in this uh, World Cup. No, I mean they're just as good as I would say England or Spain, and I put them in that same category. As I think there's basically three teams that are head, not head and shoulders, but in a class of their own for this World Cup because of not only the talent on the field but the depth of talent. I mean, this Brazilian team just is stacked from Neymar to Vinicius Junior up top, from Casemiro in midfield to. Edermilito and Marquinhos in defense, Allison Liverpool's keeper. I mean, it's just a, there's just so much talent across the board for this Brazilian team. And they showed it throughout uh, South American qualifying. They were the number one team in the group. They're an incredible defense. It's, they should pretty much cruise through this group. I am way more interested in the Serbian Switzerland dynamic here of who's going to finish seconds because, second, because I think Serbia, like I already mentioned, has way more talent than Switzerland. But Switzerland is this type of team that you look at it and you're like, all right, they don't really have, the talent per se to, to get through essentially a group like this, but it's a team that's been playing together for such a long time. And it's just so, so cohesive and knows what they want to do. I mean, they, they won their qualifying group over Italy and it's what forced Italy to go into the, uh, the UEFA qualification playoffs and ended up losing to North Macedonia. So this is still a really good team, but yeah, I, I think Brazil should cruise and get number one in this group. Um, there definitely should be one of the favorites to win the world cup, but at plus 450, I don't like think there's much value in betting them to actually uh, win the World Cup. But I, I think I really think Serbia is getting through. And then you Cameroon, they obviously had AFCON in their home country. They had a good performance. They lost an extra time uh, to Egypt. But um, I think they're and most notably going to end up finishing last in this group. All right, Leibov. So Brazil, the clear favorite in Group G or assessment of Group G for us? Yeah, I mean, Brazil... I think a lot of times the stereotype around around Brazil going into these tournaments is they can beat you in one way, which is like they're going to play beautiful soccer. They're going to put the ball on the floor and pass and, and move around you. But this team could beat you in you know 10 different ways. They have a great defense. BJ said they have two of the world's best goalkeepers. So if, if there's any issue with, with one of them maybe coming getting out of form or getting hurt before the tournament – Brazil's Achilles heel for so long was goalkeeper. And now they have two of the best in the world. Uh, so there's no, no problems there. And like you said, Neymar, Martinelli, Vinny Jr., Richarlison, Rafinha, like they, they have so many match winners up front that this should be pretty straightforward for them. But like BJ, I'm very interested in Serbia. I think that this team, not only are they, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. They're, the, they're kind of like the cliche team. Nobody wants to play. And when, when you get into the playoffs and other sports or tournaments and in soccer, because they're, they're physical, they're big, they believe in themselves, and they, and they have a lot of attacking talent. You know, uh, Vlahovic is having a career year in Italy right now. So I think of, of all the um, – of in Group G of, of the four teams, like Serbia definitely has the most betting interest to me. I think 80 to 1 is a pretty good number. I don't think that betting them to win the group per se will have the upside that you want as a better, but I, so I would rather chase something 
bigger like them when, when they start putting markets up for, you know, how far can teams go? I think Serbia is live to maybe make a run to the quarterfinals or, you know, maybe even semifinals. Okay. On to our eighth and final group, group H Portugal ranked number eight in the world, according to gold.com at 12 to one BJ group H Portugal's your favorite. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they should be the favorites, but I definitely think that they're pretty vulnerable. I mean, the okay. Uruguayan team is, I mean, well, you look at Portugal, they have, obviously they have Cristiano Ronaldo and they have so many great attackers from Diego Jota to um, Andre Silva to Bruno Fernandes. Like it's just, I mean, the, the type of attackers that they can throw at you, it's just, it's some of the best of anybody in the entire world. But you look in the midfield and you're like, okay, is it gonna, really going to be Ruben Neves and Jair Moutinho who play together at Wolves? Like they're going to get dominated by any other team who has at least a decent midfield. Then you look at defense. They obviously have Ruben Diaz who should be healthy and he's one of the best center backs in the world. But are they really going to play a 40-year-old Pepe next to him? Uh, I mean, down the wing, obviously, you know, wing backs, Rafael Guerrero and uh, – Jao Cancelo, who plays for Manchester City, very, very good. And Jose Sa and Net. So it's a, it's a good team, but I don't think it's a team that sh- I'm going to be really betting on to actually win the World Cup. I think I have too many questions in the midfield and defense for Portugal. Uruguay, they had some struggles for a while throughout South, uh, South American qualification, but it's a really, really good team with some solid pieces in up front with obviously Luis Suarez uh, and, and company. In defense, you know, I mean, they're probably going to go with Nicholas Altamendi and a couple other guys, but a really, really solid team, or excuse me, not Nicholas Altamendi, he plays for Argentina, my bad. Uh, uh, Jimenez, who plays for Atletico Madrid, that's what I was thinking of. Um, it's just a really, really solid team that is starting to come on and play much better at the end of qualification. So uh, Uruguay is another team I'm looking at at 50-1 to 1 to win this tournament. I think they're definitely one of the, the teams I'll be picking to get through this group. Uh, Ghana is one of the more overrated teams along with Saudi Arabia, one of the teams I'll be betting to, you know, have the lowest point total or have scored the least goals. I mean, they got really lucky to beat Nigeria in that uh, world cup playoff. And then South Korea is also pretty interesting. Hyunmin Sun, who plays for Tottenham is their star player. He's obviously been just ripping up Asian qualification. He Chan Wang who plays for wolves is another great talent that they have. So South Korea is kind of interesting. I mean, South Korea should be able to beat Ghana and the matches against Portugal and Uruguay will be pretty interesting. So I'll be very interested to see what South Korea's odds are to get through potentially win this group. Cause I think they could potentially be live uh, to make some noise in this tournament. Portugal like the Netherlands and Belgium 12 to one to win the world cup in 2022. Leboff, take us home. Your thoughts on group H. Yeah, I actually had very little betting interest in Uruguay until the draw. Uh, I think that they're a team that betters love to get behind for these tournaments because they're a great pragmatic defensive side. And for a long time, for like a decade, it was Godin and, and Jimenez in the middle of that defense with Suarez and Cavani up top. So they could nick games. They can just slog games out to the 80th minute. And then all of a sudden Suarez or Cavani pulls out a, a moment of magic. And before them, it was, you know, Diego Forlon. Like this, this, this has been a trying to true recipe for this team forever. Um, they, they made a managerial change after about a decade with Oscar Tabarez, who, who loved playing with that approach and making this a really, really solid structured side. So I'm interested to see like wh- where they go for the next uh, few months here, but I think BJ is right. Like they, they are live because they're going to be tough to break down. They have the strikers who win games in like the, the late stages of matches and their defense should still be pretty well structured. Um, I like Portugal though. I think that they're at 12 to one. They're, they're definitely live. This is a team that, that can score in bunches, you know, Jota, Ronaldo, 
Bernardo Silva. We can go down the line. Um, and I trust Ruben Diaz to, to be the, you know, Virgil van Dyke of, of this side, like, like Van Dyke would be for Nether- Netherlands. I get this, this defense well-organized and the goalkeeper, like BJ said, Jose saw like, don't overlook that. He's been spectacular for wolves this season. And in the world cup, you're probably going to need to win a penalty shootout or two to get through. So if in terms of, uh, you know, the, the peripheral stuff, I think Portugal actually checks a lot of boxes here. So I like Portugal. I like Uruguay. I think they're both bettable in, in a couple different markets and uh, I wouldn't argue against either one of them. Great stuff, guys. Group A through H, all broken down here on the podcast. If you're tuning into the Action Network podcast, we encourage you to scroll back and find details on each group. Of course, we have you on YouTube as well, live or the recorded version. So go back and look and see each group breakdown in terms of teams that each of these guys like to come out of the group. Not only that, but also maybe a team, a long shot team to win the World Cup this year in Qatar. So we, we tease this off the top. We will give Team USA some attention here for a couple of minutes. The, the, the question with Team USA, 100 to 1 to win the World Cup in 2022. Uh, a nice nugget here from BetMGM. Their data reported yesterday, Thursday, that the U.S. has taken a whopping 30.4% of the tickets to win it all in Qatar. That is well ahead of the 9.6% of the tickets on reigning champion France and also five time tournament winner Brazil. So the public money is coming in on the United States. Is Team USA playable? In 2022, BJ? Yes, I would say yes. I have them ranked as the 11th best team in the entire world. They've obviously been the best team throughout CONCACAF qualifying. You may not see it in the final table standings, but they had the best expected goals for and against of anybody in the entire qualification. It's a different U.S. team than we've seen in years past. Obviously, we didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup, but we have an out-and-out star in Christian Pulisic, and we have talent around him with Gio Reyna, from uh, Musa, from a bunch of other guys like Tyler Adams in midfield. It's a team in Timothy Weah up top. I mean, we have loads and loads of young talent across the pitch. Now, yeah, when you talk about winning the World Cup, you have to talk about the path. So if U.S. finishes in second in Group E, which I think is most likely, they're going to have to probably play the Netherlands or Senegal uh, in the next round, which is not the best of matchups. But if they get that match against England under their belts, against one of the best teams in the world. I think that's huge for us because we, since we didn't qualify for the 2018 World Cup, we haven't played some of the best teams in the world in a really, really long time. It's just been Gold Cup and CONCACAF qualifying. So that England match is going to be, and especially a match against whether it be Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine, uh, whoever comes out of the Euro playoff, it's going to be very interesting to see how the U.S. handles some of that talent now. The good news is is we're not just using MLS players like years past. We're using guys who are playing in the top leagues in Europe. So they're used to playing these type of teams. But uh, at 100 to 1, I think is a decent number for, you know, the the, the I have as the 11th ranked best team in the world. So uh, I think the U.S. is definitely playable at 100 to 1. When, when you're talking about cheering for your country, if I may add, it's the one exception, I think, in sports where you're allowed to say we. You know, like if you're like a, a pro sports team in your town and you use we, I kind of give you that, that eye roll that like, come on, really, you're not them. But this is a little different when you're repping your nation's colors or your nation's flag. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Leboff, uh, how do you feel about Team USA? Playable, coming out of Group B, possibly coming out of Group B, but 100 to 1 to win the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's hip to be square. And while, at this number, it's certainly playable. 100 to 1 is giving them a 1% chance to win the entire thing, which, you know, probably is fair 
because when you think about what they're going to, who the teams are going to have to beat if they get through in the round of 16, round of eight, you're going to have to beat Spain. And then you're going to have to beat, you know, Portugal or someone, Brazil back to back to back to back. Like, so really, really tough path, but that's why they're hundred to one. So the fact that I'll also say the fact that odds makers haven't really adjusted them down to where Senegal is, for example, Senegal was a hundred, hundred to one before the draw. Now they're 50 to one and they haven't adjusted USA down from hundred to one to anywhere from before the draw, despite taking all this money tells you that, you know, they're welcoming uh, the money in. they don't believe in the team. And I, I mean, you can't blame them for that because of what I just said with the path, but I think that at this number, they're certainly playable. If this thing was around, you know, 50 to one. Yeah. I mean, you could still bet them because we're not going to judge anybody for, for betting on, on their home country to win the world cup, right? Serious FOMO if that happens and you're not on, on the, uh, on, on the train with it. Right. So um, I think hundred to one, you're getting a really nice number to be a part of that ride and a team that like BJ said, they have a high ceiling and I wouldn't be surprised if they make some noise in the group, but I think that if you're going to bet them, you know, go big or don't go at all and take them to win it all. World Cup starts in 233 days in Qatar before we wrap up this episode on the TAM podcast. Also to our video audience on YouTube, let's get favorite bet to win the World Cup, the 2022 World Cup. BJ, we'll start with you and then leave off, please. Yeah, for, for me, it's England uh, at six to one. Uh, l- listen, a long shot has pretty much never actually won the World Cup. So if you really are serious about winning, uh, picking a winner, obviously we love taking all these long shots because they have value. But one of the favorites is going to win this World Cup. And I think it's going to be England, who I think is the best team in the entire world. I, like I already mentioned, just the depth of talent that they have with Harry Kane up top and the amount of attacking midfielders from Bakayo Saka, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling that they can throw at you from a really solid defensive midfield of Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips to a solid defense you know, of Harry Maguire, Ben Whites, John Stones, whoever you want to throw back there. It's a team that has, is going to win their group. They're going to have a pretty decent path to get to the World Cup final. At 6-1, to one, I, th- I really think that they should be the second favorite. I think they should be above France and, and Spain. So uh, I think it's coming home. I think football is finally coming home. I think England's going to win the World Cup at 6-1. to one. Man, uh, for me, I know BJ was saying earlier on that he he's not a believer in Portugal. I'm going to spend these next seven months trying to convince him to get on the, the, the Ronaldo train with me. Um, I thought he was going to say the next like seven minutes. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, he'll be on me all seven months. No, we're going to be talking (laughs) a lot about this Portuguese side. Um, They've already won a major tournament too, which is, which a huge uh, burden off their shoulders. And when you go back to Euro 2016 and what that tournament showed you is everything comes down to the path. When you're betting these tournaments, think about Croatia in 2018, this is what they had to do to get um, to the the final after uh, advancing from the group, they beat Denmark, Russia, and then England. Shoot out, shoot out, extra time. So a lot of luck has to go your way, but also you need to catch a break with the path. And I don't hate uh, Portugal's second round potential matchup. We both said that we we kind of are interested in Serbia as a as a long shot play, but Portugal will be favored over them if they win the group in uh, in the round of sixteen. And from there, it's it's a fool's errand to try to game it out. So this Portuguese side has a favorable draw in a pretty easy group with Uruguay, Korea, and Ghana, and we know that they have the talent to to outscore teams. And I think I trust this defense. Finally, for the first time in a long time, Portugal has a back line that you can go to sleep at night and feel pretty good about in, uh, especially with Ruben Diaz in the back. And like Peter said, Jao Cancelo is a great fullback. And then do we even have to mention the attacking ta- talent, Ronaldo, Diego, Diego Jota, Bruno, Bernardo Silva. These guys are going to be able to beat teams in more than one way. They can outscore them. They can grind out results. 
I like this Portuguese side. 12 to one, I think is a pretty good number. All right. Before we wrap up this world cup draw betting breakdown here on the action network. All right, come on, let's, let's do a long shot. And um, Leboff revealed this to us before we got started since 2002 longest odds to win the world cup were Germany 2014, Italy in 2006, they were both plus 800. So as BJ hinted at uh, long shot has never won this thing. Um, but if you had to pick one for the people, BJ, give us a long shot. Morocco at 200 to one. I love I'm riding Morocco is the second best team in Africa behind Senegal. I would have said Senegal uh, if they didn't drop from 100 to one to 50 to one. I think it's a little too trendy, but Morocco really just dominated throughout the Africa cup of nations. They just thrashed everybody in their path. And then they got really unlucky against Egypt in the playoff. It's a team that has talent that's playing at some of the top leagues in the world. You know, and Nasseri who plays for Sevilla in La Liga, they have potentially one of the best right backs in the world in Atraf Hakimi. And they just have solid, players around the pitch they're a really good pressing team they're a team that can give you a lot of fits and they're in a very very favorable group like i already mentioned with canada belgium and i'm forgetting croatia uh so the the path isn't great for coming out of group f because you're gonna have to play the the counterpart of group e in the first round but at a price of 200 to one if they potentially finish second and they have to play spain who at the euros showed that they are very very vulnerable in knockout style soccer i mean they went to extra time with uh, with Croatia, and then they just continually, even though they put up you know great expected goals numbers every single match, they tended to struggle with a lot of teams that had a little bit of talent. So it's not crazy to think that Morocco can't pull off an upset against Spain in, in the round of 16 to potentially make a run in this type of tournament with the talent that they have. So uh, at 200 to one, I love the Moroccan side uh, to potentially win the World Cup. Lee Boff, your long shot, 2022 World Cup. Like BJ said, a lot of love is going to go to Senegal in this market looking for a dark horse. For me, I would suggest you go one step further in Group A and look at Ecuador, 150 to 1 right now. They're playing Qatar in the first match. If they get those three points, these odds immediately slash. So you're looking at them being a favorite, even on the road, I think, against Qatar. And this is a team that actually has the talent to make some noise in a very soft group. They, um, and they, like, some qual- I think there's there's some merit to World Cup qualifying it, depending on what the setup is. And in Conmebol, there should be some, right? Like this is you're going to places like Bolivia, Brazil, Argentina. You're playing in really, really tough environments. If you get out of the group and you don't even have to play in the playoff as a young team, that shows me something. It shows me you got a little bit of moxie. And I think this Ecuador team, not only do they have moxie, they have a lot of talent. Piero Hincapi, Estupinian, Cifuentes, Felix Torres, and Moises Casado. These are young emerging talents from South America. So with an opening match against Qatar in a soft group, I think 150 to one on a team that has the upside to pull a couple stunners and is in a very, very favorable draw is worth worth a couple pennies. Chance, great stuff. That was a lot of fun. And I'm sure your coverage will continue over on the Action Network as the next seven months unfold. And you, you'll both be hearing from each other, as BJ hinted at. You'll be in each other's ears, Slack channels, text messages, phone calls, perhaps, discussing the World Cup, which is 233 days away, the 22nd edition of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar this winter. So again, like I mentioned, keep an eye on BJ Cunningham and Michael Leboff's work on the Action Network. Thanks for all of you that tuned in live on the YouTube stream. You can go back and watch, of course, on our Action Network YouTube channel. And to those of you listening now on the Action Network podcast, for Michael Leboff and BJ Cunningham, Brendan Glasheen, thanks to tuning in to the World Cup Draw betting breakdown. Again, go back in. You can find group by group breakdown. 
thoughts on Team USA, also some long shots, as well as each of the guys' favorite to win the 2022 World Cup. We'll catch you next time, and we'll see you very soon as the World Cup news.